All right, guys, we had a story, uh, a work story submitted from Ooh. a listener. Story time. Uh, if you're ever interested, feel free to shoot us an email, DM us on uh, pretty much anything at Lunch Beers Pod. Uh, so this is a, a sales-related story, and this is how it goes from our listener here. So they wrote it in first person. It's the listener. They go, so I asked my boss a question in regards to a sale yesterday at 10.30 in the morning. He reached out at 4.54 p.m. to review. Brutal. He then followed up with him this morning in regards to the same exact question to the following day. And his response was, I called you yesterday to review this. Mind you, at 4.54, he completely ignored his question again. So he didn't even get an answer to anything. And ignored the fact that he set his online status to away for an appointment because he was going to the doctor, apparently. So that was his status on, on the chat. Uh, told him about the appointment on Friday last week and put it on his calendar as well. Uh, so then he asked his team for an answer and then proceeds to get yelled at by his manager who completely ignored his question two times in a row. Uh, for not waiting for him, the manager, to tell him what to do. And then also mad that he was below his quota because he can't get a sale through. And he, he finished it off saying, regardless that, he did complete the sale. As so, a salesman does. That just sounds like an average day in sales. It's brutal, man. <laughs> that, that is that's, brutal. That's what you go through on a day-to-day basis with with the politics and your management team. I was in sales for about two years, and don't get me wrong, I loved both my managers. I had a manager each for the year, you know, so two years, two managers. Loved them both, both very good people, but that's just how sales is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, you don't have a lot of support, um... Your manager is just kind of there to make sure you're hitting your number, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Brutal. Any other thoughts? I hate sales. Yeah. (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) ABC, man. Or ABS. IBS. IBS. No, ABCs, baby. Always be closing. ABCs, yeah. IBS. Never mind. So next story. (laughs) Tate and Greta both arrested. Dude, the story, sma- I guess. Smackdown of the century. We need these two in the UFC. Who race. can get more arrested? <laughs> Celebrity boxing incoming, dude. I will kind of say Greta, the way she got arrested um, by b- essentially being carried away like by German, German police. police right? and she was like smiling in it. Jeez, that was pretty badass. That's I'm a, not going to lie. If all I'm saying, regardless of your beliefs, if I'm her, I would consider dropping a mixtape because that would be the hardest cover of all time yeah i mean the it's like, hardest cover of all time it's like guys in like swat equipment right yeah. like these guys mm-hmm. are wearing riot shield gear very german and they're them. carrying you away and you're just smiling she that's knows she's p- about to get paid that's pretty tough i'm <laughs> oh, not gonna yeah. lie the one thing that blew my mind she's 20 years old now what she still looks like she's 15 yeah she looks like um what's that little boy in in russia Hasbula, yeah, it's like yeah, Hasbula. He's, a little, he's like an adult. I mean, she still yeah. looks like a thirteen-year-old. I think Hasbula is twenty-two. He's older than that. Not twenty-two, twenty. 
as well. I thought he was even older than that. No, I think he's like 20. Some, he, some grown. How's uh, been paying taxes for a bit, dude? That That is crazy. So wait, what'd you get arrested for? Uh, she's protesting the expansion of a coal mine during an energy crisis. In, in Germany? And that's yeah. where this happened? Yeah, Germany. Where is she from? I don't fucking know. Somewhere I over there. Know. I don't know, but Hasbulla is 20. Europe? You were right. I just looked it up. Mm. thought he was like older for some reason. Oh, she's hey. from Sweden. Hey. What the fuck she's doing in Germany? Dude, Sweden's like got it down as far as countries go with like running stuff. I wouldn't want to like leave Sweden and try to fix other places. If anything, try to fix Sweden via podcast or <laughs> fix other places via podcast through Sweden, but not, but not go there. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of tough. But hey, regardless, they were in this beef and they're both now arrested. Um, Gives us stuff yeah. to look at on Twitter. So I don't know who wins. Who wins that beef? Well, they're, they're two very got, similar situations. So there's got to be a winner, it's, it's, like, it's like celebrity <laughs> deathmatch. There's got to be a winner. Who can, get, who can get the flag to show up and shut you up faster is basically what they're competing with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or who, whose Twitter followers can have the most likes or something like who that? Who eats the most pizza? Me. It's definitely got to be Tate, bro. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got a fucking cult after him. Okay. Um, there's another story involving a female that's going around oh. the corporate world and every everywhere else, to be honest. Um, so there's this uh, police officer. In um, I forgot where it is. Anyone Tennessee. know? Tennessee is it? Tennessee? Yeah. Is it like a? It's like a suburb, right? Kind of area. A I see. It's not like a big city, but it's like um, obviously one with not a lot to do. Yeah. So um, I think she looks like a Megan. And no disrespect to anyone. Oh, her Megans. name is Megan. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh my Ma- god. Megan's the name whisperer. Megan Hall. Hey, hey, no disrespect to any Megans out there. She just looks like a Megan. We love the Megans. Yeah, yeah. Um especially. But it is kind of crazy. It's like a big scandal involving a lot of other officers, right? Like mm-hmm. not only patrolmen, but like sergeants and like yeah. detectives. Interns. Like, she was just getting Stuff done. I believe yeah, uh, piped out. Five of the officers are fired. I will confirm, and then three are suspended. So there's yeah. there's almost a confirmed eight here. And, and based on the department size for the town size, it's probably not that big of a department. She had a husband. Sixty cops. Sixty she, cops. In she that has department. a husband. I don't. I'm pretty no. sure he like didn't leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has. You're right, Eli. I'm and pr- you know what? You know what? Go for him. Stand by the woman you love. I love it, dude. Hey, these are just allegations. Stand tall, baby. Allegations, bro. These, hey, hey, no one is confirming these facts, okay? Yeah. He did not. Innocent till proven guilty. I think that's what's in the Constitution. Yeah, dude, I don't, this is not my table. I don't, this is not my specialty. Yeah, so that's rough. I mean, yeah, it's just rough. The internet has already made all the jokes. Just Google it. <laughs> I'm not it. And like, it's kind of crazy because I mean, I'll say it. She's not the most attractive person. I'm not. She into might her. have a great personality. I'm not into her. I'm gonna. But I'm well, gonna guess she doesn't have a great personality. But have just, you, you worked in a restaurant? Everyone's worked in a restaurant. That close proximity, dude. That's one of the main principles of attraction. It's close proximity. Yeah. From what I saw from this story, it's not like she was also being satisfied. Um, a lot of the things I saw was just her willingly doing things to other officers, vibing with out. her not getting any 
thing uh, in return. Entrepreneur. <laughs> She's building a business. I think that's worse than anything else. It's like you're not even getting your peace out of it. You're just giving people oh, their man. moment. Hey, man. Hey, you know what, Megan? We salute you. I'll say it. You, you're the type of girl or person that makes the world go round. We need, we need more Megan. We need, we need people like Megan in this world. We do need more Megan. So. Very overwhelmed. Okay, brutal. She's all over social media and. um you got to bring it up. Praise for her homie, bro. 13% of that force has been there. Okay. Um, we have to move on to something that uh, this is a person issue. When a client is super about something, but then they realize it's not that easy to back out because it's, of it's the not, current economy. Yeah, it's they realize that the process okay. is not as easy as they thought it would be. So what's the context? And then they back out. Okay. Like, what, what's the goal? What's the obstacle? Yeah. So uh, a situation arose, had a client working through it, uh, trying to make a deal happen. And then they started to realize that, you know, things do take a little more time than just that instant gratification, I would say, that a lot of us are used to. And they backed out of trying to pursue the deal. And their excuse was the economy. How how do you handle a rejection like that? Because like, my response is from like, like a, from from like the business standpoint. How yeah, do you handle you're, it? You're the sales guy here because that was the situation I was in. Okay. I, like I can't say no because I agree the economy is a piece of shit. But like the world has to go around somehow. But to go through that that process so far, like many hours put in, nights, et cetera, and then it's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just not comfortable because the price of eggs are too high. Yeah, I've definitely been there. It does suck to go through a whole sales process with someone and for them to not. I mean, you're essentially at the finish line at that point. You're close. And yeah. for them to not cross it, like that does suck. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's just the world, man. Like, what are you gonna, like you said, what are you going to say? I, yeah, and that's that's like, why I wanted oh, to bring it up. It's like, okay. w- what do you do in that point? It's just like, okay, maybe when things are better, but when are things even good? You know, we're all struggling out here. I don't know, it's just a pet peeve that I went through in the past week or two, and I was just like, damn. Bro. You gotta you gotta work on that vetting. Unfortunately, yeah, you gotta just be like, I think like one thing that I've dealt with in the really small window I've had for sales, right? So you know. This isn't like all encompassing, but maybe even just like bring them like an extreme, like find like the worst possible scenario for their buy situation and present that as the opener and just see like if they fold or if they're willing to work around it and just build off that. Because I mean, you see you saw what happened in covid unemployment gave people just obnoxious amounts of money, Mm -hmm. money that could change their life. And instead of investing it or putting it places where they could, you know, benefit from in the future, because it's money, it's free money. They didn't work for this money. They went and bought TVs and Xboxes and Playstations and all these things. They were like, oh, I have an Xbox and a PlayStation, right? So people, as we know, it is pretty fire. (laughs) And if you have a TV for both, sheesh, but, you know, people don't know money. So it's like, if you can just open up with like, this is the worst possible outcome. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this? And it, they're going to be one of two things. They're going to be like, wow, that's light years past what I'm capable of. And you're going to be like, oh, okay, well, 
then what you're capable of is also not possible because it's not that far off. Or they'll be like, hmm, what if we adjust this and this? You weed it out. Like people, people don't know what they want until it's literally sitting directly in front of them. Like you have to make it work for them and they don't even, they don't even know what they're looking for. And it's not a fault to them. They, right? Like if I go to buy a house, it's not my job to be a real estate expert. Mm-hmm. It's my job to make good choices. Yeah. All, all valid points. I think that it, that might be a good technique for, for anyone listening that is struggling with, uh, and you're going to look like a God. Or... Cause if you present this and then sell on that and it's better, you did them mm-hmm. a favor on paper. Yeah. Lower your expectations for lower their expectations. Just give up. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Give up. <laughs> Just don't even try. Everybody go to sleep and give up. Invest in eggs. Ooh. Deal eggs. I'm a big hard boiled egg guy. We but, no longer yeah. egg in houses. <laughs> but yeah, you should throw eggs and toilet paper at your enemies and now it's like I will not, <laughs> not worth waste the investment. this resource on my enemies. <laughs> um one thing I do when I go through a, a wholesale process with a client um, and they don't follow through, crack open a beer, baby. Hell yeah. Boom. <laughs> what do we I got? I just did that. What do we got? That was a beer. Yeah, that was a beer. <laughs> Very valid. Okay, this is probably one of the coolest cans I've ever seen. Um, shout out Lost Tavern Brewing Company. We talking about practice? Yeah, sorry for making all your ears bleed last night, but I had to come back for a beer today. I mean... If you're in the Lehigh Valley and Lost Tavern isn't one of your top three brewing companies, what are you doing? Um, I will I will die on that hill. Uh, I mean, this beer is extremely good already. Uh, it's a double IPA. It's got the Citra, El Dorado, uh, all those good hops. Um, I mean, the can itself, it's posted on our Instagram. Go check it out. It's Alan Iverson stepping over. Uh, Tyron Lue, Tyron baby. Yeah, Tyron Lue. With the cornrows. <laughs> um, all-time great can. All-time iconic moment in sports history. What was that game one of the finals Ice that cold. year? Um, and it's a damn good beer. Uh, double IPA. What's the ABV on it? Because it's smooth. Uh, where is this? For whatever it is, it is a very, very smooth like, beer. Might not uh, have it all honor, Yeah, if you can look that up, uh, Nick. Honor the past, craft the future. I love their saying. Love everything about uh, Lost Tavern. I mean, again, it's a smooth beer. 8.1. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, I got 8.5. Really? I'm on their website. Same. I mean, it's <laughs> not right. it's not Figured hoppy it <laughs> at all. You taste this and it tastes like you're drinking orange juice. Actually, no, I lied. It tastes like you're drinking orange juice, but with less orange. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like half the amount of orange and hundred percent juice. That's what this tastes like. And it's a what is it? Eight what is it? Eight, eight point something. That's <laughs> unreal. <laughs> Drinkability is high, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is good. We saw that Jared sent us the can. He couldn't be here with us tonight, but he did send us the can. He inspired the beer. Um, fire. Smooth, like Frank said. This is a great golf beer. A morning round. You got the OJ in there. Breakfast, right? Yeah. And you got the 8% to make you feel better about your bad shots. Uh, what's your rank on this? Yeah, really good beer. Um, love the can. Love the taste. ABV through the roof. Drinkability through the roof. I'm going to go an 8.3. Just a very, very good double IPA. 
Yeah, so this is actually um, a New England style based on Lost Tavern's website, and that is right up my alley there. Uh, this is so fucking good, and I read that it also has stone fruit in it, and I've never heard of that before, but that's like peaches, plums, cherries, etc., which are all my favorite types of fruits. So I'm going to I'm going to go very high in this one. I'm going to give this a 9.0. I would crush these all the time. Give me two of these. I'm hammered. Yeah, it's a great beer. I'm going to drop in the middle of uh, Nick and Frank with an 8.7, but really great job at Lost Tavern. Like always, it gets better every time. The cans, the beers, I, you love it. You just love it. What doesn't get better, Frank? What's something that doesn't get better with age after this last weekend? And mm. <laughs> zone interceptions. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot to talk about. We had a very, very good uh, wild super. Whoa, sorry. Yeah. Super easy there. Wild card weekend. Super duper. A lot of good games. Um. I guess uh, we'll go in chronological order, maybe. Oh, please do. 49ers, Seahawks. I kind of feel like that was the one game everyone knew the favorite was going to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And it I started mean, pretty close. It was weird down here playing pool. And it was it was a close game around, what, halftime? Yeah, I mean, it, it was got uh, ugly. The 49ers jumped out. Uh, Brock Party was not good in the first half. The 49ers jumped out 10 nothing. You're like, oh, okay, this game's kind of over. But the Seahawks came right back. At halftime, the Seahawks were actually winning 17-16, which was kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very good game at half. Uh, and the 49ers just kind of pulled away, uh, which, I mean, again, we all kind of expected. Uh, Brock Purdy kind of got his shit together. Uh, Geno Smith, some very uh, back-breaking turnovers. I think, I think Geno Smith just resulted to lobbing the ball at Metcalf the entire game because that's all I felt like I started offense, seeing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once you pick up on that after halftime, you just double-cover the big guy. and Yeah, give him credit for keeping pace halfway through the game with a team like that. But, I mean, shout-out Geno Smith. I mean, the dude set Russell Wilson's passing record this season. He's done a lot more than a lot of people thought. He did even more than we thought he would in that playoff game. But that that game wasn't, it just wasn't set up to be a win by Seattle. And everybody kind of knew that going into that game. We got a better game than we expected, though. And you always love to see that. I will say, you know, everyone throws that stat around about how he broke Russell Wilson's, what, like, Passing record. passing record, single season passing record. Yeah, Geno Smith only threw forty two hundred yards this this year. Four twenty. That's kind of crazy, right? Like Russell Wilson never has thrown for more than that. Hey, let's that, ride. That is pretty wild. That's I mean, wild. Maybe right? he's doing in Denver. They won a lot of games too. So I mean, just goes to show they the also team. had Marshawn Lynch. Well, yeah. no, it, go, it goes to show you got that a strong run game the it, entire time you're there. It goes to show that the first five years of his career had the number one scoring defense. So and Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is what happens when uh, Russ wants to cook on his own. Um, <laughs> undercooked meat. Yeah. Ugh. Not good. Chargers, Jaguars, um, a, a lot of oh old, God. a lot of old takes exposed on this game. Even me, I thought this game was over. I thought the Chargers were moving on. I thought that 
The moment was too big for Trevor Lawrence. You know, I still have faith in Doug Peterson. I think he's an all-time great coach. Don't know why the Eagles let him go. I um, think he's though. a very, very good coach. But I thought they were done. I Dude, mean, you know what hurts? Up. Here, here, I'm going to give you two pure moments of pain, okay? First off, Tyler, who everybody knows, my roommate, is a diehard Chargers fan. He's also a Michigan fan, okay? So he already just dealt with a lot of pain in the college playoffs because we saw what happened there. It is 27 nothing, and I'm sitting with him in the living room, and just off his pure agony of, he was openly admitting, we can mess this up. Like, we can lose this game. I pulled the Jags on DraftKings. It was plus 2,000. And just to see what would happen, I put $50. I typed it in. No way. And it said 1,000, and I did not press bet. And I deleted it out because who thinks that somebody's oh going to come God. back twenty seven nothing? Well, let's, let's, I could have made a thousand dollars on a money line. Well, that let's game. talk about the guy who put like one point two million. Yeah, that or guy's something the opposite of me to make like eleven eleven grand. Back. Yeah, and, and he lost. lost. You know what? Good, good. The same bet at that time on the Jaguars would have netted him thirty nine million dollars. <laughs> oh. But it's like, dude, it comes down to the point where it's like, why would you bet money line on somebody twenty seven nothing? There was a gut money feeling, maybe I don't know. There was a gut feeling I had. I did not pull the trigger. I was one button away from it. I hate myself for it. But dude, shout out to Jay. Like that was something that. And granted, the charges were involved. Like they missed the field goal. They made a lot of mistakes. But dude, for them to come back, like, yeah, I, I think the chart. Uh, the Chargers officially added chargering to the Webster dictionary. They they <laughs> chargered, you know, in the second half. Um, that and the fact that Doug Peterson called a perfect game in the second half. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 was running circles around Brandon Staley in the second half. Brandon Staley didn't know what the fuck to do. Uh, versus what Doug Peterson was doing. Um, that was, yeah, that was it. The Chargers chargered, and Doug Peterson called a perfect game. Dude, I'm, I'm just glad that Jared coach. and I, and I'm pretty sure Jared took it, but Jared and I both took the Jaguars. And I was in the bar. Like and money I, line or I, spread? Uh, I did money line and spread. Um, <laughs> I was in the bar. I look over. It's like 24 nothing, 27, whatever the score was. And I was just like, fuck, all right, that's that's an L. Wake up from a fever dream at 2 o'clock in the morning, check my phone. I'm like, fuck. Oh, that. you didn't watch the game? I was out. Mingling. It's passed super out? wild card. You were passed out? Yeah, it was it was, it was late. I had, I had a couple. Had super wild card On a weekend. Saturday? On a Saturday, yeah. When I have a couple, I stay up. Yeah, no, I was knocked the fuck out. That's when the boys running. <laughs> and I saw the game, and I was just like, ah, oh, this is over. I just went to bed. Can't cash a out. Rookie mistake. I, I will say, waking up to a winning bet, oh, it's especially when you went to sleep knowing it was a loser. You just wake up, you have 200 bucks <laughs> in your account, and you're like, wow, that was free. I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um... The next game, moving along here, Dolphins, Bills, uh, big spread, and the Dolphins covered. That was uh, insane. 34 31. The Bills only won by three points. Uh, it got to at one point, what was it, 13? Probably it, it you mm-hmm. know, finished that 13 point, 13 and a half point spread. Um, it was a big spread. Skylar Thompson, I mean, a lot of weird things happened. I will say, you know, big returns. 
Um, turnovers were, you know, the ball bounced off receivers' hands. Uh, Josh Allen had a big turnover himself that was fully all on him. Um, the Dolphins hung around, though. Mike McDaniel's vaping on the sideline, and they hung around. If they managed their clock a little bit better, uh, I definitely think they could have had an upset there. I I mean, they were they were playing ring around Rosie as the clock was just like. Yeah, I don't know what the Bills are doing. It it, because they're 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 sketchy favorite. They're so good, and everyone just like has been diehard Bills for the past two years, in my opinion. to be a Super Bowl contender and champion soon. And it, it just like, I feel like the the stars are not aligning for them. And it makes me really think that the Bengals can probably take them next week. They're just looking weird. I, I don't know uh, what it is. They're not. They turn sharp. it over a lot. And like, if you put Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes tape in front of me, right? Like they're kind of like the Brady and Manning of this era. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, there's a clear difference. There's a clear difference in play. There's a clear difference in game control. There's a, just just clear difference to me. And it might just be me. But when I'm watching a, a Patrick Mahomes driven team, and like, yes, Mahomes has Kelsey, but like, he also lost Tyreek Hill and single, and he still broke the mm-hmm. all purpose yard record, right? But then you have Josh Allen's got Stefan Diggs. Like, it's not like he's lacking yeah. anything whatsoever. It's I don't know. It's two different styles of play, but I I don't have that faith in Josh Allen that a lot of people have. Not to say he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He is. But when I'm watching him play, it's it can be careless at times. It can be dangerous. It's not intense. It's just football. Mm -hmm. I think that. It's kind of weird because I kind of see the Buffalo Bills like going through the motions. Like even all season, they were just like, okay, can we get to the playoffs already? And even now it's like, okay, like the Dolphins or whatever, like it, it kind of got away. But at the same time, you're like, okay, Josh Allen is just going to do something amazing and the Bills are going to win this game, which they did. Um, and then coming against the Bengals, I mean, the Bengals had that game one. I, I don't think anyone can disagree with that. Uh, that yeah. that yeah. fumble on the two yard line, and I think that was the that was the longest fumble recovery for a touchdown in playoff history. Mm-hmm. A lot of pain. Was actively in conversation with Jared in that moment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the for the Bills, that game was never lost. I feel like for the Bengals, they lost that game. Um, Joe Burrow didn't look that good. Uh, the defense against Tyler Huntley, you know, was okay. Um, I don't know. And Huntley doesn't have weapons. Like he has no weapons. Yeah. I mean, the, the offense has scored the same amount of points, right? It's just that defensive touchdown that, you know, won the game for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a weird game. I don't think it told us a lot about the Bengals, but it it didn't anybody who holds a Bengals ticket right now they're not like they weren't confident leaving that game they weren't excited watching that game because you're you're playing against Tyler Hundley who let's be real had a pretty horrific back end of the regular season when Lamar went down I mean the Chargers or not the Chargers I'm, they're stuck in my mind the Ravens outgained the Bengals and they won the game in every aspect of the game except the final score. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Especially in the playoffs. Yeah. It's sketchy. It's sketchy. It's very sketchy. It's going to be a great divisional round though. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, I mean, we kind of just talked about both games. Last game though. Cowboys Bucks. Ugly. Oh my God. Let's just go from the, from the rip, right? Brett Maher missed. What four straight yeah, extra four po- extra like, points, Steve? How is that possible? <laughs> like I could I could line up right now, and I guarantee you, I will hit one out of four extra points. Yeah. It's and none of them were blocked. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like it's one thing. Like if your kicks are getting blocked, your lines deteriorating, people are getting through. None of them were blocked. He went what left, left, right, and then right. off and upright. Yeah, he left, boinked left, the last right, one. doinked it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, which yeah. is horrific. <laughs> like, right, like so. So, um, th- let, let's let's think of this in the term of golf, right? Imagine you swing you swing your club and you go left. And you're like, oh my god, here we go, right? I got to solidify my front end. And then you go left again. And you're like, oh my god. And then the, the next one, you feel a flush. You go right. And then the last one, like we'll say a doink is like hitting a tree in golf. Like y- you're gonna feel like the worst golfer of all time. Payne Manning on the Manning cast was asking if you can cut somebody at halftime. <laughs> yeah, I feel but, like Tom Brady just doesn't want to get hit anymore. I mean, his arms not care anymore, dude. His arms still there. Like when you look at Drew Brees, Payne Manning, the end of their career, they had noodle arms. Mm-hmm. Tom yeah. Brady's arm is still there. He could still sling that thing. It's at divorce. He just doesn't want to get hit. Like he just wants to check down before he gets touched, and it's understandable. I mean, he's old as fuck. Like, I get it. You don't want to be hit by a fucking 25-year-old, 300-plus pound dude. Yeah, I don't think I want Parsons taking me out. Yeah, like, I get that. You know? That was bad. I think, uh, do you guys think Tom Brady's going to retire? No. I think he's got, like, maybe one more year. Might hop a team one more time. On to Vegas. Divorced man. I don't think he has more than two years max. The Raiders... San Fran or the Jets, the Dolphins. Let me ask you a question. Really? No, Lamar's going to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> no, Lamar's going to Washington. We talked about this. How about the Colts? If you're Tom no, Brady, no, no, no. Derek Carr's going to the Colts. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where quarterbacks go to die. Yep. If you're Tom Brady, do you pay? Are you trying to outlast LeBron? I feel like I would. I'm not going to lie. I, I really mean, low key would. Who knows what Tom Brady's trying to do, man? I feel like, like but like if you were Tom Brady. Would you be the last like upright goat? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Yeah, right? Why not? That would be cool. That is something. LeBron cool is thirty nine years old. How old is Tom Brady? Like he 43? just turned forty five. Oh my god, Damn. he's so old. We'll be that. We'll be that age pretty soon. I, I honestly just rather have him yeah, call he's, games he's, on he's Fox 45. or wherever his deal is. Or next year starts, he'll be forty six. That's crazy. He's born in seventy seven. That, that's Jeez, insane. The stones were heavy at that he, point. He spent. He has spent more time in the NFL than he has spent out of the NFL. I did NFL. see that stat. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I think LeBron just hit that recently at a younger age, too. Which it's crazy, dude. It's crazy the longevity of these athletes, man. Yeah, it's, it's Some nuts, man. Genetic freaks. Okay. Freaky um, deaky. Divisional round, though. Okay. Yeah. I'll start with the Cowboys. Or not the Cowboys. The Giants-Eagles game. Yeah, you guys got um, this one. <laughs> okay, so so against Minnesota, Daniel Jones had his best game as as a pro. Um, a couple things happened. 
Um, and the, the defense, right? Dexter Lawrence, he is playing to that all pro potential. He just showed why people, he's second team all pro. He showed people why he's the third best defensive tackle in the league. He's big. He's huge. He's strong. He's sexy. Foot, he's, he's sexy. Sexy Dex. That's what it is. His footwork is unreal. Um, but I will say that it goes, it, the NFL is the biggest league for coaching, right? So in the NFL, coaching means more than any other sport league in the world, I would say. Um, Joe Judge had the same, almost the same exact roster as last year. And the Giants were what, four and, I don't know, four and 12? Four and 13? Was that the seven? Yeah, 17 game season. The the same exact roster, the Giants were four and 12. Coaching plays such a big and integral role in this league. Brian Dable has to be the coach of the year easily. If he's not the coach of the year, then I don't know what these voters are looking at. Um, so he has maximized Daniel Jones, uh, potential. It is crazy that, you know, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones's, uh, fifth year contract. I think he does deserve to get paid, mm-hmm. but I'm still on the side of like, don't go crazy. Um, I think that Brian Dable kind of repeat the things he's done with another quarterback, but Hey, I love Daniel Jones. I was wrong about him. I'll admit that right now. Um, and as a fan, I'm happy to be wrong, of course. <laughs> uh, so, um, I think the Giants are in a really good spot. Uh, I think the defense and the coaching, um, and the maximized potential of Daniel Jones has really gotten them to this point. And I truly do believe they have a good chance against the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, this Saturday. Um, I really do think that. Um, they're getting a touchdown and a half. So seven and a half points is what you can bet right now. They are more of a public dog, which I don't like. Um, I, I do not like that at all. But uh, seven I, and a half points, man. I, I think the uh, the two things that are, that are going to make or break this game, because it's obviously leaning towards the Eagles. They've been super dominant the entire uh, year so far is uh, two things. The secondary on defense got torn apart uh, the first time that we played them brutally. So if we can take care of the secondary and cover the pass a lot more than uh, the run, in my opinion, because we can sort of contain that, I think we can keep them at bay. Now, the other side of that is that Daniel Jones, who has uh, been on fire, needs to maintain that momentum to make these plays happen with Dable. So if Daniel Jones can stay in, in this very fiery position where he's feeling good and he's confident, we'll, we'll do well in offense. And if we can lock down the secondary, cause we just get torn apart by some, by some teams here. Um, I mean, Hawkinson for the Vikings was the only guy who would just run through us uh, last game. So if we can shut down the, if we can get those two areas done, it could be like, you know, a three point game where the giants could take it, but it is what it is. We'll see what happens. I will be hammered. 
I love that. Okay. Um, moving on to our box of the week. The Giants, the G-Men, as Chris Berman says, um, they came through. Not only did they cover as underdogs, but they won outright. Shout out to G-Men, plus three. Uh, brought me back up to 11 and seven. Wow. You boys living. Um, it, <laughs> it's kind of tough for me this week because how do I not bet? On the Giants, plus seven and a half. I mean, they're getting a touchdown and the hook. And the hook. So that's my lock. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to ride this wagon until the wheels fall off. But, hey, all the old guys always say it. It's hard to beat a team three times. Um, The Giants, uh, including Dable and Daniel Jones' is an underdog, uh, is phenomenal against the spread. Just trust me, okay? Eleven and seven, uh, big win with the Giants last week, and, and I'm riding. We trust. Yeah, I'm riding with the Giants again, plus seven and a half. Let's do it, baby. G men, I'll be right there with you. Uh, the best looking uh, bet on the board, in my opinion. Now, mind you, fade me if you fade me this entire fucking year. Uh, you made a lot of money, but every now and again, I do get it. Uh, I think the 49ers minus three and a half, that half point's a, l- a little eh against the Cowboys. It's just uh, the Cowboys get really weird during certain games. Um, Niners have a lot of weapons, so if they can stay uh, relatively even, like we saw last week, they will break away just because they have such star talent that can uh, that has the longevity throughout all four quarters. Uh, but if uh, Frank was saying earlier, and I completely agree with him, if it gets to a minus three at all, uh, I definitely think that's the bet, but I'm going to take minus three and a half on them. Yeah. Drop a hydrogen bomb on that bet. If it appears three, um, I had another bet, uh, but I, I've just been inspired to just ride with Frank. I'm just riding with Frank's lock, dude. I'm back in the G men as a, as a known Philly hater. Yeah, let's go. Say your piece. Let's ride. <laughs> let's, let's ride, baby. Let's, Nicholas Cage meme. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're riding with the Giants as a as your 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 friendly Washington fan. Your your sad, lonely, depressed Washington fan. We're gonna we'll ride with the Giants. We'll be watching the game together. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Can we maybe drink a beer and maybe hit some golf balls the same day? <laughs> a ton of beers, a ton of golf balls, a ton of liquor, and the Giants And a win. ton of Giants. Oh, baby. Let's go. Fire me up. I'm so hard right now. Does anyone want to close this up? You just want me to take it? I think you should just type in lunch beers and see where the internet takes you. Because the other night, I went down a rabbit hole on a new horror genre, and it took me weird places. So I think that you should just use your creative ability to type in lunch beers and just see where the world takes you. Maybe you'll hang out with us. Maybe you'll be somewhere else, but you should do that. I'm with it. All right. Check us out.